Hello and a warm welcome to another edition of the Africa Legal Podcast. I'm Tom Pearson and today I am joined by Simba Mvumba. Simba is the CEO of Law Basket, which is an access to justice startup helping small businesses and other startups in Africa to sustain and grow their businesses through low-cost add-on legal protection insurance products, which are delivered and marketed through established insurance companies. Law Basket also works with co-working spaces, tech accelerators, hubs across Africa to deliver free in-person and online law clinics using a network of lawyers who deliver practical legal content to help startups grow. Now, Simba himself is a lawyer and justice innovator from Zimbabwe. He's a self-taught coder and founder of the legal tech company Lexware Inc. He has worked in a non-profit, a human rights law firm, and as a constitutional litigator and access to justice startup leader, where he headed growth and sustainability. He loves the law and he loves technology too. His mission to finally marry the two. Simba, a very warm welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Tom. Uh, Good good to speak to you and uh, looking forward for a brilliant chat. Absolute pleasure. Well, listen, let's dive right in. Um, You've been involved in the law and tech scene for quite some time. Not not to not to age you there, buddy, but I I do remember back when you were launching Lexware um, as a matter management and billing solution uh, quite some time ago. So, what what's motivated the pivot into flexible legal resourcing, and which project is now taking up most of your time? So we, uh, you, you're completely right. I mean, when we sort of started talking, I was still working with Lexway, uh, in, using most of my time to do that. So just by way of context, Lexway was working B2B with uh, law firms and nonprofits to deliver solutions in billing, matter management, uh, uh, just as you described. So uh, it was something that we started a long time ago uh, in 2014. That was back when I was actually still in law school. So we'd worked on it for for some time, and it was really uh, you know interesting how we managed to reach many many different countries in Africa, uh, coming up with new solutions at every corner, which was really uh, interesting. Uh, but what happened in 2018 is that we were looking at this and saying um, the law is is a lot of people are addressing legal tech from the perspective of uh, law firms, right? Ensuring that lawyers work better and that they do their job better and hopefully uh, lower costs at some stage. That progression wasn't happening fast enough. So what we what we thought of was to say, what if we have a company that tries to innovate around law, but to benefit the end user, in this case, small businesses, individuals. So that's sort of how the progression happened. So we started Law Basket. We Obviously, we do work with lawyers. Uh, we have a network of lawyers in, in different countries. But we also have a huge focus on uh, startups and small businesses and individuals and how some innovation in the legal space can translate into low cost, can tr- translate into better service. So that's what happened. And then to answer your question about just how what's taking more time now, to be honest with you, uh, Low Basket is really what's taking a lot of time. Uh, we've seen a lot of uh, traction, a lot of growth uh, over the past uh, 12 months, and uh, it has really just demanded a lot. And, you know, it's interesting, but it's, it's really just taking the bulk of my time. Lexway still uh, exists. Uh, it's still sustainable. We have clients, uh, but new faces are really just handling that to to bring in a new sort of energy into the whole uh, company. 
but it's great that um, you know we we've progressed and uh, it's looking great. That's good to hear. It's good to hear. And you've already alluded to it in that response, but access to justice. You know, you talk about the end user in the in that last last answer has always been truly at the core of all of the endeavors that I can, I, you know, I know that you've engaged with. Now, this is certainly music to the ears of some of your supporters, such as Hill, uh, the Hague Institute for Innovation of Law. But what drives this focus and what is Law Basket providing to genuinely advance access to justice in Africa? Yeah, so um, now you're completely right. I mean, access to justice is, is a phrase that people, you know, throw around uh, every other day. And, uh, well, I mean, it's, it's people in nonprofits, people in startups, people talk about it all the time. So, of course, for us, it is a focus that we have. Uh, and um, it's something that we've been thinking about from the very beginning to say, how do we ensure that um, small businesses, individuals can actually access legal services in a way that, you know, is comfortable to them in terms of the cost structure, but it's also uh, consistent with how they already do their jobs. So right now I'm talking about maybe startups. They're really interacting with lawyers in in a certain way. So how do we uh, ensure that that access to justice happens, but in the context of, of the client itself and, you know, what they're already doing? So, what we are doing, the first thing that we have done, and I think we'll probably get into uh, detail about this, uh, is to confront the issue of the financing structure of how small businesses actually acquire lawyers when they need them, right? So uh, with uh, the products that we're doing with insurance companies, as you alluded to uh, in the beginning, um, we have found a way to ensure that uh, small businesses and individuals can pay for lawyers using uh, this whole structure of insurance uh, which are products that they're already buying, right? So what that means in, in, in essence is that the structure of, of the cost itself is already lower because we're dealing with people that are already selling. So insurance companies already have big tech budgets. They already have big sales budgets. So the cost of assimilating legal services into that existing structure ensures that the cost of the end user is not as uh, as crazy as is it, it would be uh, dealing with uh, other institutions such as traditional legal service providers who have to meet all those costs but still come up with a price that makes sense to small businesses. So th- that's the first thing. The first thing is that we have sort of thought about a new way of financing this whole process, uh, which I think is critical. The second thing is that we are using uh, a network of people that are on the ground already. So we like, as you mentioned, we have a network of lawyers that are across the African continent, uh, and these lawyers uh, are already on the ground, but they're working towards a common objective to help small businesses uh, in a new and dramatic way, uh, not necessarily just waiting for someone to walk through the door and then saying, okay, my rate is this uh, bills per hour. So we, we're really just sort of working closely with startups using people that are already in their jurisdictions, which I think is very key. Uh, a lot of people try to impose uh, you know, lawyers from, from elsewhere. Of, co- of course, there are regulatory issues that come up with that, but really these are lawyers that are on the ground, but that are working differently and that are utilizing a new model to ensure that small businesses and individuals can actually get legal services. Simba, I think you must have an obsession with with tackling every single trope which is currently on the global legal agenda in one go. We've got technology, we've got access to justice, we've got commoditization of law, we've got the death of the billable hour. I think take take your foot off the pedal, pal. You know? This is 
this is this is this is fast paced stuff. Yeah. But um, look, I'm interested. Which which jurisdiction do you seeing is really leading the charge on embracing this insurance based product? And had insurers rushed to market legal uh, protection insurance or legal services insurance? prior to law basket or do you feel like law basket invigorated and gave them the opportunity to start selling this this as a product and as a solution yeah so yeah just just two questions they uh like you rightly pointed out so the first is you know with jurisdiction uh, we're looking at so well right now because of our natural sort of proximity to these people and where we are where we operate from from Arare in Zimbabwe we are really pushing on uh, in Zimbabwe. So the two largest insurance companies that are on, on our books are here in Zimbabwe. Uh, so Zimbabwe has really been leading the charts in that. Well, I think what's interesting is that uh, we feel uh, based on the regulatory system, based on how law op- uh, works in different places, that obviously is something that we can replicate in, in different places. Uh, th- then just to talk about uh, you know, whether or not insurance companies were already sort of pushing legal protection insurance before, uh, the answer to that is yes. Uh, but how they'd been doing it is that they have a standalone product, which uh, is about legal insurance. So consumers have to make a choice to say, am I going to get a product or to take up insurance in case I need a lawyer, right? So, I mean, the people that we're working with in this jurisdiction and the small business that we're referring to, it's such that if you have never really been in a legal sort of issue, lawyers are not really something that is at the forefront of, of your mind, right? This is it's not something that you think about way out. But when it happens, obviously, it really costs you a lot of money. So uh, insurance companies were taking uh, that to market and saying, okay, you might need a lawyer at some stage. It is priced equally with other insurance products. It could be business protection uh, insurance. It could be property insurance. It is the same price, right? So it's, it's a separate sort of buying priority that people actually had to make. And what has happened and what we saw in our initial days talking to insurance companies was that actually there was not much uptake in terms of that uh, sort of standalone legal protection insurance products. It was there on the books, but people were really not taking it up. So what we then did was to say that, okay, you have great uptake in other aspects of your portfolio, right? So it could be property insurance, business protection insurance. What if you actually plug in that legal product to that uh, particular portfolio as a whole? That means that you don't have to spend much more money uh, getting new clients on a separate product. Uh, You can essentially get... uh, people to buy this add-on at the same time they buy their actual uh, insurance. So they don't have to make uh, specific or separate buying decisions on this because it's already there and the cost that is added to that product is really minimal. So what we have seen is that this addition has allowed a lot more people who are not really thinking about legal insurance to take it up because they're already buying other products. And what we have seen is that this is a model that insurance companies can use to actually push this product without necessarily making it a separate uh, insurance product. So that is how this is playing out. It is really interesting that uh, we've managed to invigorate legal protection insurance without actually selling a specific product. I think it's brilliant. Um, I'm a big fan of legal services reinventing itself when needed rather than trying to have the clients reinvent themselves. 
You know, it's about changing how we present our goods and our services, make them easier to understand, make them more accessible and make them more affordable rather than just shouting at our lungs. No, you don't understand. You need us. You need us. Yeah, because the market, the world's getting bigger and bigger and access to different options and different solutions is getting wider and wider. So I'm a I'm a firm believer in, in those that are making themselves irresistible and accessible are gonna are gonna win the day and i I firmly put law basket at the at the spearhead of 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 such a group as well so look let's talk a little bit about the end users the engine room as it were here the legal talent that you're actually putting on your books for want of a better word you know what kind of legal talent are you finding flocking to the law basket platform to actually deliver the legal services being requested has your home jurisdiction of, of Zim been keen on the uptake or are we seeing quite a diverse jurisdictional engagement? Yeah, so we are uh, really seeing, uh, you know, sort of diverse uh, lawyers coming to the platform. Uh, when we started out, uh, you know, like we, we didn't really know, like this co- this company started out differently like than it looks right now. And I think obviously, you know, that's something that happens with a lot of companies. Uh, so when we started out, we we had people in different places. Uh, right off the bat, I think three days in, we had close to 150 lawyers from different places. Of course, we had to do the verifications and all that and, and really see what sort of talent we're dealing with. But a lot of people really just bought into the idea from from different spaces. But it was, as our model evolved and we started getting into things like insurance, getting into things like law clinics, getting into things like a subscription service for small businesses, uh, we started seeing uh, a certain type of lawyer. And, and the type of lawyer that we're really seeing uh, not really young, but the, the average age has been about 27 to maybe 41 or for, for in, the, in their 40s, early 40s. Uh, and uh, these are the type of lawyers that are thinking, okay, I need to work with startups or small businesses that are doing you know, incredible things, right? So when you're in a law firm setting, I've worked there, uh, you deal with the clients that are presented to you because people who actually do uh, business dev in, in law firms uh, might not be the same people that are actually doing the work. So what happens is that people work with clients that, that pay the bills, but a lot of lawyers are increasingly starting to see that I, I need to sort of choose the lawyers that I work with. I need to work with innovative companies and then work with people that are doing things that I love. So we are seeing a lot of lawyers that are keen on working with small businesses, that are keen on working with startups that are growing on the continent uh, and are really interested to to see how it works. Most of these lawyers are people that are also thinking about starting their own businesses in future or starting some startup that will do something really cool. So those are the sort of lawyers that, that we are seeing. On the jurisdictional aspect, we, we obviously uh, have a lot of lawyers here in Zimbabwe. Again, like I mentioned with insurance, it's really about the natural proximity uh, to these people. But we do have lawyers in, in different places, right? So we have lawyers in Kenya, lawyers in Nigeria, lawyers in South Africa. What really differs now is the sort of work that comes to these people or what they do. Uh, on the insurance side, which is where the majority of the work comes from at this moment, uh, the uh, the majority uh, is from Zimbabwe because those are the two big partnerships that we're working with right now. So most of those lawyers are from here in Zimbabwe. But obviously, as we grow, as we strike more deals in different countries with insurance companies and scale our law clinics to different uh, hubs and co-working spaces and other jurisdictions, we are likely to see an increase in, in lawyers from those places. And it's really something that we're excited about and something that we're looking forward to do. When I was in Kenya, I think just, just before the pandemic, I 
it was the Africa Low Tech Festival. Some someone came to me from Kenya and said, "Okay, I know what you do. I've seen it on LinkedIn. I really need to ask you when is Low Basket really going to come to Kenya?" Uh, and they started explaining to me, uh, you know, how the, what they know about Low Basket and you know how they feel that it can work in Kenya. So these are young lawyers, lawyers that are looking for these opportunities uh, and these clients, and we believe that we can do that. And I'm really looking forward to to going out there and scaling this to to different countries. That's a fantastic anecdote. It, it, you know, as as a fellow, uh, you know, startup uh, individual on on on, the, on a similar journey. Just when someone comes to you and says, "I know of you," I've over, I, I've I've thought about it so much. I have new ideas. Can we collaborate on those ideas? I mean, it just it lights you up, doesn't it? You know, it's fantastic when you get given that chance yeah. from the very community you're 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 trying to serve. Now, I I know how popular this platform is proving. Do you think there's a little bit of the African impatience coming in to help us here? The fact is, it took lawyers in the UK and the US decades to realize that they were fed up with the status quo and we only really saw a true invigoration of the alternative legal services market in the uk and the us 15 years ago 10 years ago more realistically and and yet we're seeing this transition happen much quicker um in in certain african jurisdictions do you think you know this is another case of skipping the landline as the continent did? Don't need that. Doesn't look relevant to us. Move on. We'll have a mobile. Or do you yeah. think there's other reasons why this is proving so popular with your with your legal talent? Yeah. So I mean, you know, as you were talking uh, and you were asking that question, I was actually sort of thinking about that transition, you know, in mobile and like what you what you mentioned. So. You know, I, I completely agree that uh, a lot of lawyers uh, in Africa are now being exposed to how law is being done elsewhere. And they're seeing this, uh, obviously, with the growth of uh, broadband and the Internet uh, in Africa. People are increasingly exposed to what's happening elsewhere. And people are starting to ask themselves, uh, what can we do different? How, how can we do this differently? So... Like I told you, I mean, it's such a it's such a you know interesting story because when we started this out, we were doing our market testing because one of the people that are that we're working with said, "Okay, this sounds like a great idea, but you're not going to get any lawyers, right?" Because they thought that well, I mean, lawyers are not really interested in this. Lawyers are looking for opportunities in law firms and corporates uh, and all that. But when we did that with just a LinkedIn post in three days, we we're judging the interests of the public and. Uh, we're fortunate to have many people from different uh, jurisdictions signing up in that space. Uh, and that was back in 20, 2019, at the very beginning of 2019. So, I mean, the energy and the interest that we got really fortified this this idea that lawyers in Africa are increasingly uh, becoming impatient with the pace of things. Uh, the age of the people that we saw coming to the platform as well sort of speaks to that. Uh, these are people that we're already using uh, other tools to to do their job. When we say that you can do this through low basket, people are really interested. So you're completely right. I mean, it's a, it's a time when people are looking for uh, how they can do something different, and uh, we have managed to offer people that that difference. And we'll see how it how, how it pans out. But we we've been seeing signs that this might even become more popular than we expected at the very beginning. 
Well, like a, like a red rag to a bull, you've given me the opportunity to be controversial, which I always like. So here's, here's, here's a shout out to any associate that's just had another pile of docs dumped on their desk, even if it's virtually by a partner, to someone else that can't have another banal conversation at the, at the water cooler or the coffee machine, someone else that's worked until midnight on a client brief only to have to do it again the next morning. All itchy feet. There is an answer, and it's called Law Basket. So reach out on social, reach out on email, come come join that community. And to all my law firms that might be annoyed at me telling their associates to leave, do better, and they won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Simba, you've created something incredible. You've got um, something that's resonating with both insurance companies, with end users. It's got an access to justice component, a technology component. What's next? What's next for War- Law Basket? Does does global domination await, or do you see your your journey being very much an African one uh, for now? Well, so to, to be completely honest. Um... Well, there's so much work to be done, uh, you know, wherever we look, especially here in Africa. And uh, I mean, global domination sounds fun, but I, to be honest with you, uh, that is probably something that we're going to do in a, you know, in a, in a company that will build in future. Like I'm, I'm the sort of person who believes that, uh, you know, what we did with Lexway, I would, I was telling the people that we started Low Basket with to say we can do it with, uh, with Low Basket, and I think what we're doing with Low Basket, we can do it, you know, in an, in an even bigger scale uh, with another company. And that company obviously will need to be global. Uh, hopefully, by then, uh, Low Basket will be really uh, taking off uh, in all corners of the continent. Uh, so, for now, to be honest with you, is really just uh, our focus is really Africa and uh, uh, the many places that we can go. Uh, and uh, hopefully, uh, in the next twelve to twenty-four months, we we can be in those places. And uh, wouldn't be surprising to hear me talking to you about a, a different company. Obviously, it's about access to justice. It's about uh, legal technology, but probably something different because that is really who I am. I, I believe in uh, in solving problems using companies and startups, and uh, uh, global domination could be something on the horizon, but with a different entity. Low Basket is going to be here in Africa, and uh, there's a lot of work to do. I couldn't agree more. There is a lot of work to do. There is a lot of continent and there is a lot of uh, access to justice requirements. So so great to hear. Well, that brings us to the end of, of today's episode. And I will say that we are actually currently running a, a series of content in partnership with Law Basket. The week of this podcast, you should already be able to read our first interview with uh, the man himself, uh, Simba. And we have another article coming up focusing on the uh, CSR and social impact side of the Law Basket business, including their work setting up and operating law clinics, both physically and virtually. So all to be applauded. So Simba, listen, uh, very big thanks for joining me today. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Uh, good, Really good to talk to you. As always, as always. And to our listeners, uh, thank you as always for tuning in for another episode of the Africa Legal Podcast to read more of the news, views and insight that makes your life as an African legal professional better. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. You can find our podcast catalogue on SoundCloud Apple Podcast or Spotify, or visit us at www.africalegal.com to find out more. 
So without further ado, I have been Tom Pearson, and this has been the Africa Legal Podcast.